So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 41. This is Hosers. My name's Chris Killingsworth. Joining me as always is my co-host Carter Lupel. How's it going, man? Oh, you switched up for me. How's yeah. it going, Chris? Messing with you a little bit. <laughs> Fuck, on my toes. I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? Oh my goodness. Good. What the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, I changed it up on you a little bit. Uh, we're joined tonight by uh, our friend Tim Waugh. What's going on, Tim? Not a whole lot, brother. I love it. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Uh, we don't have uh, Thomas on tonight's episode. Thomas is on reading week, um, so he's doing his own thing right now. Um, are you just rubbing sandpaper into the microphone there? <laughs> Me? Yeah, it sounds funny. I literally move. Oh, okay. it's a wild well, mic. Tim, yeah. Tim, stop moving. Yeah, just stay exactly where you are. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you know what? All, t- all, you know, all things being equal, this podcast will never sound as bad as uh, the podcast that Scott Burnside and Pierre Lebrun do, which I'm pretty sure is just recorded in a bathroom. <laughs> so no matter no matter what we do, it won't sound on as a bad. Flick wheel blackberry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyways, uh, we're here uh, for our uh, trade deadline chat. Uh, it's kind of fitting because the last time we had Tim on the show was for free agency. Do you remember that, Tim? Back. In the summer, I do, I do. So you that was any, a, any of my hot takes that they pan out. I don't know. I should go back and listen uh, to do, that. Do episode. you remember any of them, Tim? I, I really can't. I've had so many since then. So, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I remember we got together for a couple of episodes, which was a lot of fun. Um, we're going to be going through a couple of the main trades that happened recently, and of course, having Tim on the show. We're going to talk about a couple of other things. But what's been new with you, Tim? How's how's life going? It's going okay, man. Um, just trying to get adjusted to office life not be a scumbag anymore whereabouts are you um, working these days uh, um, IT guy for a natural resource consulting firm I love so that it's pretty big a lot of words don't mean a whole lot but it's a lot of words yeah but um, still it's, it's good it's different it's good it's good yeah Tim, um, I yeah, working the blog and stuff these days. Yeah, yeah, we could talk about your blog a little bit as well. Tell me, um, in terms of like IT stuff, you got any like kind of funny stories that you can tell us about people or no? And that was the day that Tim was microphone stopped working. Yeah, we can't. No more Tim. Tim- okay, Timothy. Oh, well, he will be missed. Oh, he'll come back on. We'll we'll, we'll wait. He'll come back on and we'll get it all sorted out. But uh, in any case, uh, we did have Tim. um, You know, it's kind of funny. He's an IT guy, but he can't make his fucking computer work. So... (laughs) Oh, he's back. Where did you go? Did you hear that? So you want to hear a funny story? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, kind of. 
so our mi- our microwave is like a nuke for all Wi-Fi signals. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just like it's like like Hiroshima when that thing gets turned on. Oh, I don't know if you, you can press- make those jokes yet. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There's a shelf life. My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Also, um, are you still recording? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Your your voices sound kind of like. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know if it's just me or or what. No, that's just how we sound now, man. It's been a while. <laughs> it's a berry thing. Oh damn. Yeah, berry thing. Got that sick Shaw internet DSL whatever. <laughs> uh, do you got any funny uh, IT guy stories? Um, not really more of a, not really a story, but, um, there's one girl, uh, nice. Keep her, we'll keep her identity hidden. Rhymes with bash, rhymes with bashly. Anyway, um, (laughs) she wants uh, deleted a file in in one of the the shared folders we have on the server. She was like freaking out because she needed it for uh, some final report. And I was like, oh, okay, um, you deleted it, eh? She's like, yeah. Uh, she showed me that. I was like, oh, you, if you press, like, Control-Z, it'll just, like, undelete it. You know that, right? She's like, Control-Z? It's like, yeah. She's like, what button's Control-Z? <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, it was one of those days. It's really good, though. They're all good. They're all, really, they're all good sports. Today, uh, today at work, Tim, I had to get – so we have – uh, like a public server at our work and I lost access to it because my password expired and Definitely. so I, I emailed my IT guy and I was like Damien um, can you help me out I need to reset my password please you know a guy named Damien yeah he's, he's so sick <laughs> uh, he's like <laughs> Damien's the coolest guy in I, the office no I bet he's sick I think I've met him before actually was it he there one time when Thomas and I were there yeah anyways Damien's just funny. Yeah, you share your story. I got a story about a guy named Damien when you're done. And he was like, you cool if I patch in your computer, bro? And I was like, I was hooked up to the presentation screen because I was like waiting to set up for uh, like a client call. And I was like, just so long as you don't check my internet history, we're all fine. <laughs> <laughs> my bosses did oh. not like the joke. Yeah. <laughs> they were all in the room. Yeah, that's that was a pretty sus thing to say, but it's tricky too. I mean, hey, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be straight with them. If you go on to like any like porn site these days, from my understanding, I wouldn't know because I don't visit them. But my understanding <laughs> is that there's a lot of like 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 incest type shit on there these days. So then you're that's a you know you don't get a first and a second straight you're out <laughs> if they find that you've done that so you're done so but yo when i worked at staples i worked with this woman and she was like a life at staples she'd been there forever and this is probably like 10 years ago probably more than that she was there when they were only selling paper yeah pretty you know much I mean? she like is showing people these photos of her grandson she's like this is my grandson damien and i was like oh that's cool I was like, what's his full name? She goes, and I swear to God, this is the name. Damien Crimson Chaos. And then some, some, oh like, some, like, white, some like white last name. So like Damien Crimson Chaos Miller. And I was like, there's no fucking way. And I guess like her daughter is like a goth or like I'm sure she still is a goth. Yeah, 100%. But Crimson Chaos must be at least 10 years old now. So 
if you're that's listening to this, this, that's gotta be the name of her like Warhammer 40k group or something. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the name of his Barry metal band. <laughs> hey, speaking of metal bands, what's going on with the bands these days, Tim? Um, writing, writing for both really. Morn just put out a, well, we're putting out a little eight songer soon. Nice. Yeah, and then, you know, always working on Exalt stuff in the background. So, you know. That's sweet. <laughs> Secret Agent Man. But yeah, the the Morn, Morn record's going to be, we're putting out March 26th. Yeah. Yeah. So That's great. We'll see, how that, see if people give a shit. I mean, I think people give a shit. I'm excited because uh, basically any band with Randy singing is okay by me. <laughs> So that'll be yeah. good. That guy's something else, man. That, that guy's a, like an actual crazy man. He's a mixed bag, yeah. You ever you been? Don't to, know what you're getting. You ever been to Subway with Randy before? He's he's like a he's like a personified one dollar surprise bag from like <laughs> Max. The thing of it with the sponge. You don't know if you're getting a whistle or if you're getting a French Polar Express sticker. <laughs> he's the best. I love Randy. Um, so how is how is Morn like different from Exalt these days? Just in terms of like your writing process and stuff. Well, me and me and Luke, our guitar player, we just write everything. And then we just like show everyone like you like this. They go, yep. They go, okay, sounds good. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's like yeah, it's, it's not as much by committee, but yeah, that's all right. Are you still uh, you know enjoying the writing process, having like two very different sounding bands? Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry, that's loud. That's Carter's uh, iMessage going off. It's just he's the most popular person on the planet. Yeah, getting a text. What's that like? Um, <laughs> Tim, I just started learning what that's like, and it's all work. Yeah, it's all work. <laughs> it's all work. Don't Straight play. up work group chats. That's what what it is. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, we're just curious. talking. About, yeah, well, you're talking about Exalt and Morn, and like what the process is like between the two different bands, right? Because I know like. With Morn, you guys are all pretty far apart, right? Now that Chris is up in Aurelia again. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of like we just send him stuff and he just learns it. It's pretty hilarious. He just like shows up when we play shows. It's all good. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> Carter Lupel move. Oh yeah, is that your signature, bud? No, I was. Um, it was when we were all still playing in bands a bit more. I was filling in uh, for Swamps for a bit, and so I would basically just go down to Massachusetts and with a bunch of new shit that they had sent me to learn. Yeah, nice. It's the way that it goes, man. Yeah, it was very, very, um, very stupid of me to yeah. put it lightly. That's all right. So, uh, Tim, the new uh, album's coming out in March. Um, who's who's putting it out? Tell us a bit about that. Um, so we're doing it kind of on our own slash with uh, Walk a Mile. Yeah, Andrew Nairway, good good Ottawa boy. Yeah. Um, I like everything about that guy except the fact that he's a fucking Suns fan, but that's okay. I can't hold it against him. He's a good guy. Self-hating Suns fan. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, he very much so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just like that he's kind of cares, and we're we're not like a super. We're not like gonna tour or anything, and he's super stoked on it. So I'd rather, you know, do that with somebody who like cares and is super into it than some jabroni who's 
Nook. He was just like, you know, gonna give us some money and yeah. fuck off. So yeah, no, yeah, it's cool. I like I like those guys. I like the gang. Yeah, I like the I like the vibe. It's gonna be sweet, man. Um, the intro for this episode was a Morn song that I don't know. Uh, I don't know which one it is gonna be yet, but you know, we're gonna figure that out as we go along. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, just before we move into trade deadline stuff, tell us about the blog. How's the blog going these days? Um, so it's a little slow out of the gate. My last semester right now, and school's kind of beating me with a paddle. So, um, but yeah, and like between, I work like thirty hours and I got school full time. It's just a mess. But I try to eke out a few posts when I can. I'm, I'm more so just on the Twitter account though. Yeah, just, just kind of getting a feel, but. The community is alive these days. The scene? They're uh, they're they're loving it, man. We're going on a playoff run. It almost it's, we're already playing playoff hockey right now. It seems so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Carter, do you want to uh, ask uh, Tim a few questions about how the Coyotes have been doing? I need to use the washroom really quick. Okay. I I promised I would never do this, but my body was just like, you got to use the washroom now. Chris's body is a wonderland. It's true. Uh, this means that you have to carry the next couple of minutes while oh I'm in the washroom. Oh, my God. All right, Tim. So um, where where do the coyotes stand right now? Oh, my God. Chris is, like, pulling all the cords I out of the wall. I got stuck. I'm fine. <laughs> is he going to make it? No, man. He's going to shit himself. Uh, Chris, do you need toilet paper? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, where do you find some of that? Um, you have to go to the washroom upstairs. Oh, you know what? I might just hold it. Just go ask for toilet paper. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Do you want me to text and get them to bring it down? No, that's so strange. I'm, move, I'm moving out of here. I didn't replenish you know any of the You go get the toilet paper and I'll talk to Tim oh, for a second. Uh, I, hope, I hope this all makes the final cut, by the oh, way. Oh, it's definitely going to. Yeah, basically, um, I'm just like... I'm, I'm like kind of sick. Like, I'm sick like Monster Energy sick, but like I'm also... Like kind of sick right now, and my body is just like not having it. So I haven't been able to like eat anything normal. But then today I had uh, some Caesar salad before I left, and it's just coming right Ooh. through me. So sorry Deadly. to share that with you guys. But um, I know that the Yotes are you know currently fighting for their position in their uh, in their conference. But uh, tell us a little bit about how the season's gone. I know there's been lots of injuries and things to that end. But yeah, what's it been like on your side of things? So it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy. The uh, we didn't, we came out pretty pretty strong. We were we were uh, kind of struggling at the beginning. We lost a lot of guys pretty early. Uh, losing Ranta was big. We yeah. never got Dvorak until his first game of the season was last night. Yeah, exactly. Against Florida, um, Demers went down pretty early. Gravener went down a couple months ago. Um, Chikrin, you know, he's play a condensed season too because he had a long surgery recovery this summer yeah exactly um nick schmaltz we lost like was 16 games in to just like oh man it's crazy and he was he was kidding he was almost a point per game yeah exactly he was a he on a line with keller and gelch you know, he's also been catching fire lately so yeah you know it's it's pretty brutal to think like where could we be with these guys and like we're handily leading the league with man games lost right now yeah um but uh yeah kemper's been playing out of his mind do you start uh, to uh, do you start to worry about like the 
health of guys like Chikrin who seem to be injured a little bit more frequently than I'm sure you and the rest of the fans would like him to be? You know what? No, not really. I mean, like some outside looking in, you look at Dvorak who's been hurt a lot and, and Chikrin, like both guys who've had long-term injuries, but injured this season, they've been, they've gotten extensions and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I don't, they're pretty unrelated. Uh, the injuries, um, they're just, it's just bad luck. Honestly, I don't think it's like a, uh, it's, I don't think it's very common. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of commonality between the actual injuries themselves, but, um, Chikrin, that guy's come back like a month ahead of schedule both times. So he's, he's an actual unit, that kid. Um, he, he rehabs really well. Um, Dvorak too. He was he was out with a totally separate injury. He tore his pec in training in the summer, and that's why he was out for for basically the whole season so far. So, yeah, I don't think it's uh, you know people people look at it. It's not like Martin. They they see this kind of thing and they get they get like PTSD. Like oh my god, it's Martin hands all over again. But totally different kind of scenario. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Tim. I, I hopped in halfway through. Chris got his toilet paper. <laughs> What, what was the question that he asked? Sorry, I... He's asking about uh, injuries. Oh, and, okay. uh, we're worried about them being a, a big, big deal down the road. I, These I, guys getting injured very frequently. It's nice for you to join us. Thanks, Tim. Well, I just need to get in some shit paper. But <laughs> Chris said, ask about trade, trade de- deadline expectations first what actually happened okay so let's I guess talk what happened at the deadline for for uh, the Yotes and what you wanted to happen um, you almost said Phoenix I did almost say Phoenix it's, it's, so, hard, uh, it's hard for it's like calling the the Rogers Center the Sky Dome yeah it's true so, it's, I still call it the Sky Dome yeah um, and Wes McCauley still calls us the Phoenix Coyote so it's fine <laughs> so um, what happened at the deadline let's let's go over some of what happened so, uh, for in general or for just the Coyotes? No, just for the Coyotes. So we we made one trade. We traded uh, Jordan Wheel for Michael Chapu. Yeah. Uh, so the deal with that was um, we knew Dvorak was coming back. We had to make space, but we didn't want to just put someone on waivers. So um, and risk them losing for losing them for nothing. We yeah. traded we traded for Wheel when Brad Richardson went down. Yeah. Um, for like it was like a seventh, I think, or sixth. And uh, so what we do, uh, we traded him for Shapu because he was on an AHL deal. So essentially, we would just have a guy in the AHL already. Where there's no transactions, there's no waivers we had to worry about. And then Dvorak, we just activate him off IR. There we go. Yeah. So it wasn't really like a, we're trying to get somebody. It was like, well, I got to make room, so we might as well make it do this the smart way. So yeah. get another center down in Tucson because they're having a great year yeah, in the AHL. Yeah, the um, I. Uh, I, I so I, I did some I did some asking and uh, there was a few guys uh, Chaika made some calls about actually so uh, he was he did his due diligence on the big names like Stone and all them but uh, yeah. some of the names he was actually kind of more or less closer than others on were Dzingel and uh, Andre Burkowski on the yeah um, Capitals um, 
but you know the, the price tag is probably too high on him. He's an RFA. He's still got some value for them. So, so maybe it was just a little too high than what we'd want to pay. But so if to put on your like dream trade hat or like what woulda shoulda coulda, what, what how would those two trades have looked or how would those have went down? To bring well, it's that tough, right? I mean, a trade with a trade with Washington makes sense um, in the sense that we could have probably gave him uh, Richard Panic, who's having a career year. Really, he's got 14 goals or uh, around there. Um, he's about double the points Burakovsky's got right now, and he's he's a UFA, so they don't really have any commitment with him. He's just a good piece, the upgrade piece for their another cup run. Yeah. Um, and then maybe like throw the third in there. I feel like that'd be a solid packet. But again, I mean, it's hard to say where they value Burkowski to long term, right? He's yeah. still an RFA. They have control on him. So, yeah. Um, and then Dezingle, I, I feel like that's a deal we could have pulled off because uh, what they what they got for him didn't really seem that overwhelming. But I mean, yeah. Chica likes his picks, and maybe he didn't like our odds of resigning him after. So yeah, I can respect it. Well, so you said earlier that like they're already playing playoff hockey. Do you think like adding Dzingel to the mix would have added to that, or it would have kind of taken away some of the steam? Well, the other thing he mentioned, uh, Chica in exit interviews was uh, from the trade deadline was you don't really want to mess with the chemistry, and that's pretty much why we're in the position we are now because everyone gets along so well, and yeah. it seems like such a good environment. You know, when they there's when they win, you know, it's it's like a, it's almost like a party in, in that locker room. Yeah, which is it's great to see. Like it's there's it's almost like a complete 180 from what it used to be so yeah it used to be like oh wow like wipe the sweat off okay let's try and get another one you know yeah. but now it's almost like they're just rolling so they're a unit now right yeah so it's it, no it's uh, again I can see why you wouldn't want to throw a new new face in there or maybe lose a guy that could throw off the balance of, and, and we don't I don't really need I don't think adding anyone to really make us that much better I mean no one expects us to even if we can make the playoffs no one expects us to like win yeah you know so it's it's more or less just the experience that he wants to give the guys that we have now going forward yeah we're not really trying to cup we're not going on a cup run or anything but like yeah so, so that's my opinion at least okay so say you guys make the playoffs so you said you're already playing playoff hockey now what is the um, what does your playoff run look like for 2019 well uh, I mean it all depends we're not still got 18 games left 19 games left Um, so we can you're pretty do a few things here we can we can try and catch Dallas or get one of these wild card spots but you know if stone it doesn't really catch in vegas and they drop a bit we might be able to catch them for that third in the pacific so yeah but that's like a that's a big stretch but i mean we're only seven uh six points back of those guys so yeah um as opposed to three out of the second wild card spot so you know it's it's kind of like at this point it's just it's it's we're not i'm not really stand i'm not really uh, standings watching or anything not yeah. really it's just, just win he's got to win just, <laughs> just win baby you might say <laughs> just win baby um yo I'm back uh I think like once I turned 30 my body was just kind of like 
Were you able to flush okay? Yeah, no problem. Oh, nice. Was were you worried? Yeah. Yeah, no, I flushed okay. <laughs> thank you for asking. Um, thank, yeah, I know a theme the last couple of episodes have been like bowel movements, and for the fans that are a little bit, uh, you know, not into that, like we all shit, so fuck off. I guess would be the first thing I'll say. This other than thing. girls, other than girls, no girls, definitely, dude. You've lived with a woman before, you know. <laughs> we all shit, man, woman, whomever you are. You poop, for sure. Um, so I had made a note to ask. I was, like, texting Carter questions to ask you because I could hear him from the bathroom. Um, in terms of everything that went down, like, obviously, that Jordan Wheel trade went down. Um, I was going to ask you just, like, what do you think the Yotes need to do to maintain the success that they've had? And then, you know, getting into the playoffs, what are some of the things that should, um, you know, be considered kind of strong points for that team moving into the postseason? So, uh, we were, we're kind of, when we get put timelines on all these injuries, we kind of expected we weren't making the playoffs, which is fair, <laughs> yeah. really. But um, they kind of all really fall into place. We're expecting to get Demers back in the next couple weeks, which is huge. He's played really good with OEL in the top pair. Like, they had insane you know, chemistry going on sure. until he got hurt. Um, and then Michael Grabner, who's just been out of his mind on the penalty kill. He's, he's had like four or five shorthanded goals in the small amount of time, really. He only got to play before he got that puck in the eye. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's, uh, the way, the way he's, the way his injuries kind of worded is he could come back today, but he's not totally hundred percent. So they don't want to risk it with his vision, but, right. um, but I mean, uh, those guys will definitely be back if we make playoffs. Um, Ranta could potentially be back if we make playoffs. Uh, Schmaltz probably not, but also could come back for playoffs. So yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is like if we make it, then we're getting our A team back. So yeah, um, which is you know like that Schmaltz Keller Galchenyuk line was lights out for the few weeks that they we're playing together um but yeah um really we're doing exactly what we need to do is just keep rolling keep you know uh playing the kind of hockey we've been playing really defense really defensive uh highly responsible defensively it's unreal watching these guys get the puck like get throw throw themselves at the puck yeah blocking all the shots what uh um what are what are your biggest hurdles? I guess getting into those. Spots? What what are the toughest points in the, over the next eighteen games? Do you think that, that you're going to run into some well, trouble with? We have it. We actually um, statistically we have the fourth easiest schedule for the rest of the year, which helps. Yeah. Um, we just played one one game, and our our next six games are all at home, which is nice. Yeah. We've actually had a pretty bad home record, but we're. Um, Played some pretty soft games. We got the Canucks, the Red Wings, the Ducks, the Kings in that time. So you know, Gee, yeah, that's holy fuck. Duck in a barrel. Um, yeah, it's well, you know, it's sometimes the teams that are at the bottom that mess team like dude, the, the, yeah. the biggest hurdles at the end of the year for these teams. You know what I'm saying? Especially so, the Leafs for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> um, Tim, yeah, we play the Oilers, we play the uh, Devils, we play the Panthers, we play the Kings again later. It's, so it's it, you know, it's not 
it's it's kind of in our favor, but still got to play good. If you just not take them lightly, then you'll be fine. I was Absolutely. gonna uh, I was gonna ask you Tim about two players in particular that seem to have had a lot of success this year with Arizona. The first one is Alex Galchenyuk. Now, when yeah, you guys you know that we all fucking hate Max Domi, and I, I don't know how you feel about him, but where how how do you feel about that trade when you look at it? Um, you know. 60 games into the season how are you feeling about it from Arizona's perspective and what what do the fans seem to think um so the only people that it's it's funny when you when you think about it the only people that are really saying Galchenyuk isn't a good return are Habs fans <laughs> like they're, they're the ones like telling us that we lost the trade and we're and we're the ones saying like Okay, because because uh, think of it this way, Domi's having a great year, you know. He's yeah, and the th- the thing is, he's he's, he, but lately he's been kind of like not fizzling out, but like he has up up kept his production that he did at the beginning of the year. Still great, he's only yeah. a point per game. Exactly. Um, but he wasn't doing that for us. So what the hell does it matter to me? He wasn't he wasn't good just just gonna turn it on. And same thing with Galchenyuk, right? Was it nine He's, points or nine goals the season prior to this one for him? And nine and half points, of them were empty yeah. nutters. Yeah. Five of them were empty nutters. So yeah. we uh and and like and same thing with um Galchenyuk, you know, he he had a slow start, uh, but he and he got hurt too. But when he came back from an injury, he just started turning it on. He's been so clutch for us lately, and just like making huge plays. I think he's their second leading scorer. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's been a point per game for the last like, well, almost a point per game for the last like twenty or so games. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about Connor Garland as well. What are your thoughts on uh, that little guy? Oh, the kid's a beauty. So <laughs> we actually we actually just extended him today for yeah. two years. I saw that. For seven seventy five, like less, basically league minimum, which is a joke mm-hmm. for what this kid's done. He so he he's he's like the, he's one of those kids that you see him. He came from the queue, right? He had back to back hundred and twenty nine, hundred twenty eight point seasons, and yeah, he's gross. But he's he's five ten and one hundred and sixty pounds. So people go, oh, well, there's no way this is gonna work. We took him in the fifth round, which I think again is a kind of a joke. And uh, you know he always he didn't really put up magnificent AHL numbers either. So there's there's a whenever you see a kid like that, you just go, okay, he's done. You know what I mean? He's done. He's twenty two. He he's still super young he can still bring so much to the game and, and since his call up he's had 15 points in 36 games uh, he's had 10 of his 12 goals in the last like <laughs> like recent month recent yeah and it's it's a joke so he's, so he's yeah 12 goals 15 points and he's always just in the uh, he's he's really as Taka likes to say he's a real sticky guy. He's always just like getting in the corners and the boards and yeah. He always, he's he's making all these cerebral plays. He's always finding a way behind a guy when he doesn't really when the guy thinks he's alone in his own end. Like Garland's just forechecking the shit out of him. He can't can't spin around off the boards to his defenseman because he's just this guy's buzzing around the whole the ozone the whole time. It's just he's sick. It's unreal. Yeah, man. this kid. Yeah, so I'm, and he definitely changed his game. Yeah, to 
to be a pro. He had to do it. And I think, you know, he, he, had, like he had to do it. Sure. He wasn't going to put up 129 points in the NHL. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, I think, like, you know, they uh, have had luck with him. I know that he wasn't super impressive last year uh, in the AHL for Tucson, but I know the previous year he wasn't too bad, about half a point a game while he was playing there. Um, I feel like we got to get into some trade deadline stuff um, as we reach like the halfway point of the show. Um, we're going to start by just quickly talking about, um, you know, the f- previous couple of episodes leading to the trade deadline. Uh, Carter, Thomas, and I were talking about guys and where we thought that they would land and um it was really interesting to see some of the moves that had happened uh leading into the trade deadline and then of course on the day so we're gonna talk about some of the big moves we're not going to talk about like vincent praplin getting traded from san jose to florida i don't even know the fuck that is yeah for future considerations we're not gonna talk about that but um let's start with the matt duchene trade um what did you think about it when it went down, Tim? Like, that's probably one of the bigger trades uh, of the day. What were you thinking? Well, the first thing I thought was um, they better come out of this with uh, a game-changing prospect. Yeah. And they might have. And I think that's kind of why that trade went down the way it did. There's no way that the Blue Jackets... We're gonna give up uh, any of. They weren't gonna give up Gabriel Carlson. Yeah, that's who I thought that they might get back. To be honest, and then it'd be funny for them to have a Carlson, but Carlson with a C instead of a K. <laughs> yeah, and just give them like the same number and everything. Yeah, no, they weren't. They weren't gonna live up, give up Tessier. They weren't gonna give up Liam Foudy. Yeah, they. Yeah, and and you know what? I think Jonathan Davidson is probably. Um, I, I like that. Wait, was he in that trade? They made two trades. Yeah. I keep so forgetting who's, who's in who. We should have prefaced um, by saying that the full trade here is Matt Duchesne and Julius Bergman going from Ottawa to Columbus for forward Vitaly Abramov, forward Jonathan Davidson, a first-round right. pick in 2019, and a conditional 2020 pick. Right. So the um, Vitaly Abramov is the guy that I feel like is kind of the – centerpiece on the return because he uh he could very well be a really big scorer in this league and i think a lot of people think that too um he is small but that's kind of the blueprint these days right so uh it's just hard to tell like you you look at his numbers and you get you get kind of confused as to why he's worth as much as he is in this deal but um you know, it's. I think it's a gamble they're willing to take at this point, and I and I also think that Jonathan Davidson is a pretty, pretty solid uh, for what the for what the Blue Jackets paid for him in a sixth round pick to tra- to draft him. I feel like they don't mind putting him in this deal too because his value is quite high. But there are guys ahead of him in the depth chart, so for sure. Now, um, the other that that, you're probably alluding to it was the picks, right? Yeah. This, I think it's interesting that they um, worded that second pick, the second first, like they did, because uh, there's nothing staying where they can't trade, trade Duchesne, you know, sign him and then trade for him back on a quick paper deal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's nothing stopping them from that and saying instead of paying 
paying the Senators a first, they could very well go to the Coyotes and be like, hey, here's a third. Take this guy, sign him to this deal, trade him back. Right. Like the agent, agent's in on it. You know how it works. Like it's not, it's not like a big ask. So yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, Blue Jackets win for not having to give up Tarasov or Teshier or Foudy or Marchenko, but they also, you know, they get their guy. So everybody wins. I, th- I think the Sens probably couldn't get a better package than that, if not just like a lateral move. Yeah, I, and I'm inclined to kind of just, as we speak about it, talk about the second trade that the two teams had with Ryan Dezingle going from Ottawa to Columbus, uh, and then, um, or sorry, from Columbus to Ottawa. No, I was right the first time. Yeah. I'm re- sorry, the way that it's laid out on the website is tripping me out. Uh, and then, of course, Anthony Duclair, a second-round pick and another second-round pick. Uh, ended up going to um, ended up going to Ottawa, right? So, um, you know that that that's pretty helpful too when you when you look at it that way, in the sense that really it's kind of two trades that culminate into one. And I think it's funny because we had talked about it on the previous episode that you know Columbus was obviously going to have to sell off Panarin and sell off Bobrovsky and you know maybe some other pieces and in fact they did the exact opposite and loaded up and now they have really no picks to show for it they've got a third round pick and a seventh round pick come the draft in July right um Kekalainen basically just said well we're never going to get this chance again we have one of the best scores in the league we have a goalie who you know what not that great in the playoffs, but who else do you got? Yeah, but so. I think that's part of the reason that they were able to get Kincaid for that 2022 pick, which is fucking insane. But yeah. just to kind of shore up their goaltending. But um, do you wonder if Panarin might re-sign based on the success that Columbus may have in the playoffs? Yeah, they're doing a run. There's zero percent chance. So here's there's this is what happens. He either. Gets they either get blown out in the first round, he's yeah. gone. Losing the second round, gone. Losing the third round, gone. But he can ask for more money in free agency, or they win the Stanley Cup and he's gone because he won a cup. Like it doesn't matter. And he wants you know to go. I mean? to, he wants There's to go no, to Florida, anyways. <laughs> he's going to Florida. He's going to Florida no matter what. And uh, unless some crazy turn of events, if he was going to sign, he would have signed already. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Unless, unless there's this crazy change of heart based on the fact that Kekalainen put this supporting cast around him because he wants to win. And yeah. he goes, oh, you know, I respect that. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's the it only thing I can see changing feels, anything. It feels kind of like... Um it feels kind of like when you look at the Duclair going back to Ottawa that he was almost a throw-in based on some of the remarks that uh, John Tortorella had made about him in the last little while. But I am excited that Ottawa was able to get you know two second-round picks and potentially two first-round picks in that deal. I think is a bit of a haul for those players who weren't a sure thing to sign anyways. So I think it right. was the right thing to do. Uh, Carter, did you have any thoughts on it? On Columbus? Yeah. Um, you can just really, really tell they're swinging for the fences. Like, yeah. If, if if we talk about it, sorry, you can just like really tell they're swinging for the fences. Um, like, I think they're the busiest out of like anyone on this deadline. Like, I guess like the, like Vegas really like threw their, 
threw all their chips in the stone basket that yeah. we'll get to a bit later. But I think Columbus was the one that kind of fought the hardest to make the most impactful moves. For uh, sure. It's kind of a bold move for a team that's not even in the playoffs right now. Yeah, well, but absolutely. I think that Metro is like so like it's such a different story than the Atlantic is right when you look at it that way but another move that happened in the Metro was Washington shoring up their decor getting Nick Jensen and then swiftly signing him to a contract and then going the other way was Madison Bowie and a second round pick what did you think of that move Tim pretty pretty decent overpay for a guy that they know is just a little more mature and has more experience in the league than Bowie. Um, but I think the Red Wings were happy to do that deal. He's a right shot defenseman. He's the age, you know, he's in, he's younger. He's going to grow with the team. I think, I think, again, I think both teams are kind of win this one. If the, mm-hmm. if the caps can, uh, if get a few more runs at it, Jensen then you know and I feel no, like no harm no foul I feel like Madison Bowie has like a higher upside than what we've seen too I know he's been pretty underwhelming since he left Kelowna back when he played junior but I do think that there's you know there's more to it than what we've seen to this end and you know I really like the move for Washington I would have loved I think he's always given off like a hype vibe for me like I never really bought it with with Bowie I think he's I think he can play in the NHL I just don't know what capacity yet just based on you know but absolutely what do I know Um, I feel like we need to talk about this really quickly Connor Carrick getting traded from Dallas to New Jersey for Ben Lovejoy I just like Connor Carrick just I don't want to really get into it too much but good to see a guy like him get a bit of a better chance I think playing in New Jersey Hey, I watched his first game. He looked great. He got two assists in the first period, I think it was. Or Yeah, and I think he was Connor Carrick kind of suits the style that New Jersey plays as well. So hopefully it works well there. We also saw a move that was pretty crazy given the injury that took place following that, and that's Matt Zuccarello oh, getting traded from uh, the New York Rangers to Dallas. Um, what did you Jim think Mill of— what, just crying himself to sleep. I know, right? What did you think of the conditional picks and given that both picks in the trade were both conditional? I mean, it's... I feel like the Rangers could have got more for him, to be honest. Didn't it feel like that? Like, I was thinking the same thing. Like, maybe not a first-round pick, but definitely a bit more of a sure thing. Why not, though, right? Because, like, he's the one guy that you ask any fan who's, like, of a team that's in there, in the race, they're like, Zuccarello. Yeah. Because he's in the perfect... He's in that pocket where... He's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, but yeah. he could be He could be the guy that puts you over the top. Well, and I thought that Gustav Nyquist going from Detroit to the uh, – or sorry, going from Detroit to the um, San Jose Sharks, they got pretty well the same return, Zuccarello and uh, Nyquist. But, yeah, the conditional picks I thought was kind of an interesting way of doing it. I think Zuccarello is a lot more valuable than Nyquist. Just personally, I – I and it, well, I guess it all depends on the team that you bring him into. Absolutely, um, Zuccarello on the Stars, I feel like is perfect fit. It just you know, and he, he actually had a great whatever thirty minutes he had before he got clipped. Oh yeah, absolutely. But oh, brutal. I was pretty, I mean, I was pretty uh, bummed to see Brandon Montour get traded to Buffalo and not the Leafs. I got to be honest. Well, so the problem with that is. I don't think uh, the Leafs 
would have traded their first um, because they already did that. So yeah, well, and when you look at what he got back, I agree with you, especially with Brandon Gooley getting traded. Um, he's a legit prospect for for Buffalo. It's crazy. He's that. been their guy. He has been there, like uh, like waiting in the wings. Like, oh, I can't wait to see this kid. So, and I mean, Montour is worth the price tag. That kid is he's unreal. I think I think he's gonna just add. And and you know what? I heard I heard a lot of rumblings that they're trying to move Ristolainen. and I don't know if there's any validation of that. And getting getting Montour kind of solidified that in my head. I was like, oh wow, they must be really trying to do it. But they only have room for one Rasmus on the blue line, maybe. <laughs> exactly. When only you one Raz. the I just going through <laughs> the trades again, I know we talked about Nyquist getting moved. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about the Kevin Hayes trade. So Kevin Hayes got traded God. from the Rangers to Winnipeg. Carter oh my God. do you have any thoughts one way or the other on that? No. Not really. Uh, yeah. Gross overpayment. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. it seem like that? You, you tell us a little bit about it, uh, Mr. Mr. Tim. So, you just, like, okay. <laughs> so, it was, so they traded a first, Brendan Lemieux, and a conditional third, was it? Fourth. Fourth. Okay, yeah. the fourth becomes a third or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, for a guy who scored 14 goals and... Like, yeah, okay. He's 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 tall. He's six six. You know, he's he had he's having a really good year. I don't see why this guy is gonna a just win you any more games. You're the Winnipeg Jets, and I get that he's the best. Like, he's the best option for what they needed. They could have they could have paid a second and got Brian Boyle. Yeah, and I feel like they would have been just as just as well off and I don't think that they should have been looking at the the draft board players you know like the obvious choices the usual suspects this year they should have done what what the what Poyle does every year and go I don't care who's being traded I want to find the guy who I can trade for right and he got Mikhail Granlund for a song Kevin Fiala yes give me a break and then what did he trade he traded Ryan Hartman and a conditional pick or something for Wayne Simmons like yeah god damn so meanwhile your biggest competitor in the central is stacking up right and you're going out and you're you're selling the farm for Kevin Hayes. I don't think it's the right move. This is what yeah. I think I was I can share with you that I used to help Brendan Lemieux a lot at a job several years ago, and he used to break <laughs> his phone a lot. That's my story about him. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't mind Kevin Hayes, but I like to your point. I look at the moves that Nashville made, bringing in a guy like Wayne Simmons, bringing in. Mikhail Granlund, which is hilarious because I don't think anybody really even thought he was on the market, which was just no. crazy how that lined up. But how do you think Simmons is going to slot into Nashville? I don't know. Why don't, what do you think about Simmons? We can get into that. <laughs> uh, so the Wayne train. The Wayne he's probably He's probably one of the guys... He's one of those guys in the league. I mean, I think right now he's skating with Turris and Yarncroc. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna just, on the second line? I believe so. I'm just going to pull it up on Daily Faceoff, but I think you're right. Um, 
And I mean, I don't think they've played a game with uh, Granlin yet, so that could change. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I, like Wayne Simmons is a guy that if you're if you're down in the game late, you can throw him up with Johansson and Forsberg and say, let's grind this out and like let's get a let's get a good goal here because he can keep up with the big dogs. He's done his whole career. Yeah, yeah, but, he's uh, playing uh, like tentatively but, so on he, a line with Turris and Cali Yarncroc. Right. And so he um, he played like the majority of was it this season or last season with like call, the collarbone injury. Oh, he was like wrecked last yeah, year. I so, think we talked about it on yeah. an episode yeah. of him, yeah. So how does how do you like do you see him as like having a shorter shelf life or like with playing through shit like that? Do you think it's a risky move for Nashville or do you think it's a playoff move? I don't think they re-sign him though. To yeah. me it feels like a playoff move. What do you think, Tim? I think I think it's purely a playoff move, and he's yeah. definitely a guy that he would he would be a an absolute rock star in Nashville. Like he's just that kind of guy. He's got the right personality. He plays the right game. People people love him everywhere, all over the league. And he's on a, and he's on the Flyers, so that says a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean. He'll he'll play wherever he needs to be played. He'll keep yeah. up, and you know what? It's even better. He's he can also excel at like a third third line role if you want to like you know kind of baby him a bit and give him some yeah. reduced time. He'll just excel at the time he's given. That if is, your third if your third line center yeah is is well pick one. It could be half those guys can play up and down the line anyway. But yeah. if it's Kyle Turris. Like that's a joke. I mean, he's having a, he's having an off year, but that's still a ridiculous third line center. Yeah. When you get Yarn, when you get uh, Granlund in there, give me a break. Get, getting traded out of an organization and having the responsibility lifted off of you that shouldn't have been on you in the first place, and getting slotted lower in the lineup is my favorite thing to see. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Um, I do want to spend some time talking about like the big move, obviously, um, with Nick Patan getting traded. No, uh, but I, I am excited that the Leafs have Nick Patan. There's not much to talk about. All I'll share is that I like love Nick Patan, so I'm excited that he's a Maple Leaf and parlay. Point, point per game in the AHL. Who yeah. thought that was a good deal for the Jets? Like, come on. I mean, like, I get that you want, like, a guy who's older and, and maybe they want him for his defensive ability because he's a good defensive forward, Parlin Holm is. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know. It's a weird, weird deal. But, I mean, they have, they got, they got Veselina and then they have, like, they don't need Nick Batan, so. Absolutely. I can see it. Um, we're going to get into our mailbag. You should ask me what's in the mailbag like I normally ask Thomas. Uh, Chris, what's, uh, what's in our mailbag for episode 41? Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Suck it, Fanoff. Oh, I'd, I'd have to check the Twitter. Uh, let me let me turn let me check, on Audacity real quick. Let me check the Twitter. No, we miss you, Thomas. <laughs> um, so I got a question here, which segues nicely from our friend Billy Chili at Billy underscore Chili. <laughs> uh, should Vegas and Ottawa fuck already after teasing us for the last two trade deadlines? <laughs> <laughs> so what Bilal is alluding to is Mark Stone getting traded from Ottawa to the Vegas Golden Knights and then 
promptly within a 30-minute period of time signing a uh, eight-year extension at $9.5 million a year. Um, Carter, you're like the resident Vegas fan uh, at the table. I've been a Vegas fan my whole life. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you felt about the trade and I'm going to break down what went back the other way, but tell us from your perspective as somebody who follows Vegas pretty closely. Um, Well, just hearing him say, like, Chris is giving me daily face-off right now. So he can look at who he's currently lined up with because, as you know, Carter is also a Habs fan, and he's on a line with Pacioretty and Mark Stone with Stastny down the middle. Just disgusting line. So... Stastny Pacioretty stone line is like it's it's like the the line that you trade and like you turn off smart GM mode <laughs> but like but like in like NHL 2016 <laughs> yeah but no, it's, it's crazy though yeah like they they definitely like swung for the fences and um, what's his name saying like oh he's not ever really a player that you pick up in a trade deal um which I think is bullshit. You can pick up anybody in a trade. Oh, a GM, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty savage. He's like, this is a guy that you draft and you keep. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh I was God. like, well, everyone already hates Dorian, so let's not throw yeah. salt in the wound. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it, it was cool. It was, it's, it's like nice to see Stone go there and get his big welcome and have them like roughhousing him a bit and welcoming him, welcoming him to Vegas. But I don't know. I think it's, it's, he might be a good locker room guy for Vegas. Like, so when he landed at that airport, you could if you if you squint at the sign that says like uh, Chance, the mascot, the yeah. snake guy. He's holding the sign that says Stone on it, like at the airport, like oh you yeah. Know. But if you squint, you can see on the sign it actually says Carlson and it's crossed out. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just, I'm just kidding. You can't. But could you they, imagine now? Yeah, how long, long have you been How long you been sitting on that one? Oh, I like the. As soon as I saw that sign of him getting off the plane, and I saw that, I like went to my like my fantasy hockey group chat. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you guys can squint, uh, <laughs> Tim, Tim, <laughs> if I make that in Photoshop, will you post it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's it's old. It's old. It's old news now. But that makes it even funnier. Yeah, I love it. Hockey. Yeah, we'll see how hockey Twitter feels about it. You can you can make the joke. Oh, just realized something. Looking back on his welcome. <laughs> so uh, closer inspection. Mark Stone got traded with Tobias Lindbergh from Ottawa to Vegas, and then going back the other way was defensive prospect Eric Bronstrom, Oscar Lindbergh, and a second round pick. Um, Tobias Lindbergh was a guy who got drafted by Ottawa, then traded to the Leafs. Then the Leafs traded him to Pittsburgh. Then he got traded to Vegas. And then he went back to Ottawa. And now he's back in Vegas. <laughs> so that's confusing. But anyways. Don't, I think, don't unpack. That's my advice yeah, to him. This guy's a fucking suitcase. But Suitcase for sure. Um, as far as Eric Bronstrom goes, I think that's like a pretty big get for Ottawa. Who is going to need to, you know, obviously they're in it as far as a rebuild goes. Um, do you like Eric Bronstrom, or what are your what are your thoughts on him so far? They, they definitely get the offensive Swedish D man they always wanted. <laughs> yes. But no, but for real, for real, he's probably like top ten non NHL prospects right now in yeah. my mind. That guy's an absolute animal. I think I don't know if it's gonna be a 
that's the thing. I don't think it's going to be a next year thing, maybe two years from now, but he can, he'll probably anchor that Ottawa defense with Chabot. I think they got the, I think they got a good return for, and you know what? I think it's interesting. They didn't go, they didn't try and get like the, the, you know, they probably opened up with trying to get the same prospect they wanted with Carlson, Cody Glass. Glass, They're just like, nope, 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 nope. So they said, well, it's the next best thing we can do. But I'm surprised they didn't try and get a forward, honestly. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Absolutely. Um, we have another question here in our mailbag from Tyler Mulligan at Ty Mulligan. Should the Leafs have added another top six defenseman at the deadline? And who out of the potential trade targets would you have picked up? Uh, you go first, Tim. Um, the question was, should they have? Yeah. Uh, the answer is absolutely they should have. <laughs> um, uh, who should they have? Now that's open to interpretation. I think... Uh, <clears throat> are you trying really to say? Depends. Are you trying to say Eric Goodbranson should have got <laughs> traded there? <laughs> Absolutely not. Because you know so he was is, moved, and you know he is a mosher. He probably fucks with Exalt for real. Goody, Goody's a mosher. Yeah, no Dude, way. Dude, didn't you know that? His brother came to one of our shows once. Okay, this is what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, Goody yeah. has <laughs> Goody. Goodbranson has hate breed lyrics tattooed on his ribs. Yeah, man. He loves... Dude, if you go on his Instagram page, there's a photo of him and Freddie Madball. Yeah, he has hate breed lyrics, like, tattooed down his ribs. Unfucking real Did you know that? That's fucked. No, his, <laughs> his brother, his brother... When we were on tour with Counterparts in Ottawa, his brother came out to a show. His brother that but, played for, like, the Marlies? Or a different... Uh, What's his brother's name? Fuck, I forget. There's Eric Goodbranson and Alex Goodbranson. Yeah, I think it was Alex, yeah. Dude, he's also a pro hockey player. Yeah. I want those guys to be in my mosh crew. <laughs> kind of like the Ben brothers if they both went down on chicks. Yeah, right? Well, I don't know how that's relevant, but yeah, okay. <laughs> gonna say, you don't want Jamie Ben having your back. He's... Yo, oh, right, because he's, he's, he's a disgrace. Yeah, yeah true. Okay, I get it. Um, Who would you have picked... One- the one thing I want to point out with the Leafs are uh, they're probably one of the teams that, for how many points they get, the disparity between forwards and defensemen actually participating in scoring is quite, especially when your second best offensive defenseman is the scapegoat of your entire franchise and fan base. Jakey. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's, that's always a head-scratcher for me. Um, but uh, you can't, I don't think... I don't think they just have a good enough defense and I don't think the depth is there either. And today, like homeboy, uh, Travis Dermott went down. looks like he broke his hand. Yeah, dude. I just, Um, I watched the hit when I was having diarrhea a little while ago and it's all about it. And so what do you get to call Martin Maronson? Yeah. They're calling it Martin Uh, Maronson. Yeah. He's, he's an eighth guy on a playoff team like he's the guy that gets called up after the guy gets called up gets hurt so you gotta have a deep you gotta have a deep you have to have a deep team all around you know yeah. realistically but I just think that you know Muzzin was a good good ad I really like Muzzin uh, they needed a right shot and without giving up a real asset they couldn't do the, they couldn't get the ones they wanted which makes if you're if you're if you're Dubas and you're married to the idea of Willie Nylander then your hands are kind of tied so yeah. <laughs> um, I think there's guys that could have been had for sure uh, but wh- 
whether it be, you know, they don't want to give up certain things or they now they couldn't because they gave up their first with uh, the Muslim deal or, you know, it's hard to say, right? Uh, you're not going to, you're not going to trade a guy like Rasmus Sandin. Uh, you're not going to trade a guy like, um, you know, I don't know if Jeremy Bracco is going to get the value for the kind of player impact player you need, you know? So I, I can see why they couldn't, but you know, maybe it could have stood to improve their team if they even swung low and got a few super, you know, unnoticed, uh, right-handed shot guys just to have in the barn so absolutely i think that the one defenseman that the leafs could have really looked at was that guy who ate cat shit the other night oh yeah <laughs> that guy needs to fuck himself did he not get like a radio show or something i, I saw something on twitter but i don't know if it's real I'm hoping it's not because between him and fucking dark guy, we're fucked. Like, listen. But it's like that's like such on brand Leafs Nation bullshit, though. Oh yeah. my god! But the other thing that wasn't surprising it was Dean Blundell who like tried to like fucking scoop the guy up, and I'm just thinking like, bro, Dean Blundell is the most irrelevant fucking <laughs> stupid piece of shit moron idiot he is, ever. He's the fucking he's the Perez Hilton of sports <laughs> media. <laughs> Dean Blundell and Dark Guy yeah. and cat shit on for their morning show. Yeah, yeah between, that's, that's just TMZ. Yeah, and then if you if you put like Todd Shapiro in that group, too, they're all fucked. <laughs> anyways, brutal. It's it's so weird, but yeah. To answer uh, Tyler's question, I think uh, I would have loved to have seen the Leafs pry Dougie Hamilton out of uh, Carolina. Um, but but what do you pay them for him? I mean, I think you have to pay them. I think you have to pay them Kapanen or Janssen, which, listen, I don't like doing, but I think the quality of player that you get back in Dougie Hamilton makes that feel a little bit better. You like, is it because he got his hair cut? Well, and Thomas isn't here to be like, no, you're wrong. So I'm just going to say what I need to say. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he's probably, he probably heard that and is going to text you. Um, we have another uh, question here. Let me just pull it up. It is from... Uh, somebody named give me a moment I'm really doing the Thomas thing eh? where like I can't find the message Uh, the question is from our friend hockey goth at goalie chance still doesn't follow Katie whatever (laughs) I don't blame her man yeah that's true you're a bad boy We, we have an ongoing joke that she doesn't follow any of us on twitter yeah. And now she's stuck to it and like really doesn't follow any it's of us. It's pretty funny though. I'm I'm a better. It's a great inside joke that we are sort of a part of. So anyways, Katie asked, "What trade didn't happen that you had wished? Sorry. What trades didn't happen that you wished had happened?" And the second question is, "How good is Jack Hughes going to look in an Avs jersey?" To that, I throw it to you, Tim Watt. Um, the Red Wings are going to tie rocks to their boots and sink as fast as they can for the <laughs> remaining of the season. Uh, they're going to get their All-American stud center, and I think that's how that's going to work out. Uh, the trade I wish I saw happen, um, honestly, I would have really liked to have seen uh, outside – I'll, I'll give two answers here. The Yotes move I, I would really like to see happen was uh, bringing in uh, a guy like Burakovsky. Yeah. Um, the other move is more of a, it's more of like a, a 
hot shot, but I really, 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 it's, it's too late now, but I really wish we got our hands on Niederreiter because we had a deal close in the summer, yeah. um, involving Domi, but, uh, didn't pan out, which I'm glad because Galstrom is a, a unit, but <laughs> yeah. Um, all in the league, I kind of wish I saw the Jets kind of do a more of a Columbus style move where they kind of, yeah. cause they have the, they have the assets to pay for these kind of guys. Yeah, they do. And I just don't think they, they didn't, they didn't, that's the thing too. I don't think they needed to do that much, but the fact that they spent what they spent on what they got, I just feel like they could have done better. So yeah. Yeah. I, hear I feel, you. I feel like the Jets could have easily got Wayne Simmons and or another uh, even Kevin Hayes still just at a better price maybe maybe they maybe they bit too early worried they weren't gonna get him I feel like that's probably what it was yeah um, but because uh, you know they know somebody's gonna pay it might as well be them kind of idea but yeah that's that's what I would say what would you say Carter um, I would like to see Panarin move somewhere yeah like I I think this is like just to play devil's advocate. I think this playoff run is going to affect his value. Yeah, and so I don't. I think if he were going to make an impactful move, it would have been this year. Where do you think you would have liked him to have landed? I don't know. I just wanted him to like. There's I think it would have been cool to see him play on the Islanders personally. Yeah. That would- like they're just with like the weird year that they've been having without Tavares. Yeah, like because like they're gonna over. Well, they may not overpay. They would yeah. have paid a ton of prospects to get Panarin, and Panarin may not have actually signed and there. I guess they need a North Star as well. Yeah, there, but. and like the Islanders are gonna regress. They're gonna be shit next year, and everyone's yeah. gonna be like, "Sorry, you know what? I'm a little testy That's after that okay. fucking video came out yesterday." Yeah, being I like, know, that was so sad. John Tavares, you're a snake. Yeah, I thought you were a real an island. Can you I thought you were a real captain? Okay, here. <laughs> Here's what I here's what I say about that video. Can you imagine if it was the other way and Tavares left Toronto to go to the Islanders and he was from Long Island? Oh, the, Leafs the fans, cringe, Leafs the fans are insufferable, dude. It'd be worse. Hundred percent, dude. People were saying on Twitter yesterday, like, "Oh, what's it going to be like when Matthews does that at some point?" And I just said, "I'll deal with it when the time comes." <laughs> but yeah, dude, Leafs fans are insufferable. I'm not yeah. saying that the Leafs fans would be any better, but tomorrow I am really looking forward to Johnny T putting up two two goals and an assist, and them like hissing like a snake every time <laughs> he fucking touches the puck. It's ridiculous. And you know what? You know what else kind of chaps my ass? I I watched this on TV. The, the the captaincy the extension and the captaincy announcement of him in on the Islanders yeah because that guy that guy took a haircut to play there yeah, yeah. big time he's he signed what was it five and a half for six years yeah yeah that guy could have made eight any day that, and that was like the big deal in back then eight yeah. million dollars like wow what the hell he could have easily made eight million but yeah. he said he's gonna take a deal so they could sign other players yeah and what do they do with that they signed Kuhlman yeah yeah like, and they signed fucking Andrew Ladd to a deal that is like <laughs> dog shit but and it's yeah. like okay like why are you booing a guy that literally did all he really could without just ruining his own yeah, yeah. 
career. And you just continue <laughs> to surround them with shitty guys and like guys that are like decent in their system. You never gave them like an actual chance to play. Like Hosang or Dal Cool or one of these guys on Tavares's wing. I'm not saying it would have worked necessarily, but the faith in the system and the prospects that they had would have been nice to have seen that at some point. But you know what? He's a Maple Leaf now, and um, my yeah. birthday was last Tuesday. I got a brand new John Tavares uh, Adidas authentic jersey. I shared that on the previous episode, um, and I'm going to be wearing Trophy. it when I go and see the Leafs play against the Calgary Flames on Monday night in Calgary because I'll be in Alberta. Oh. <laughs> I'm so excited, dude. I've never... Well, I've been to Alberta before, but I haven't spent much time there. We're going to be in Edmonton, so I'm going to uh, try to fight Lucic, obviously, like while I'm there, see if he wants to throw down, and then uh, probably just settle for fighting Nugent Hopkins, um, feel that out, and then, uh, yeah, going to <laughs> see the Leafs against the Flames, going to see our friend Ramina Shala, going to visit her, maybe have a beer or two, see the peeps. Uh, by, by the peeps, I mean Ramina, her friend, and Harvey the Hound. Uh, so, yeah, Robin and I are really excited to go. We're not going to have an episode next week because I will be away unless you and Thomas decide to do one, which yeah, will be fine. I'm going to do one quick. But um, as we wrap up here, um, Mr. Tim, is there anything else you wanted to add, buddy? Uh, Baron Ayton, uh, Calder, Calder winner. Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, next year. Never heard of him, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe um, maybe the sulky too. Let's who knows, right? I was thinking Kevin Ball called her a trophy winner. Fuck, that guy's a guy's a rig. Clinched <laughs> the last uh, playoff spot for the wild card spot for the Clarkson Cup. There you week. go. Yeah, they did. That's right. So, Furies. Shout out to Lex Hoff. Uh, Lex Hoff. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, I just wanted to. Yeah, yeah, that is. It was sick. Did you watch any of the yeah, game? Yeah, it was a it was a crazy game. Yeah. yeah. So the Toronto Furies they clinched the the last. Wild card. It's card Toronto card. Furies, not Furries, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very confusing. Okay, so I got one story before before I go here. All right, buddy. Let's so, hear it. See how Twitter kind of shows you stuff that people like if you follow them? It shows you their likes. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I don't like anything on Twitter, so I don't <laughs> need that in my fucking conscience. <laughs> uh, I got I got call it huge just for like 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 super shot girls that are hot like like and other shit. Anyway, this is the same story. So so uh, so um, yeah. So so there's this guy who is uh, I, I, when I started the account, I just would follow you know Yotes fans and say post anything positive about them. Like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. Give him a follow. There's this one dude. I will keep him nameless. Um, he. Uh, he always posts about the mascots. He's a big, he's a big fan of the mascots. He's always like getting autographs from the mascots. I'm like, okay, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> and then it's over when, when Twitter updated to show the likes, eventually it would just start coming up with like this guy liked. And it's like really fucked up tweets from like furry accounts. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to put it together. And he's like saying, Oh, like I loved like meeting like, Nash and like Howler and stuff. And he's just all, like, he's like licking his lips, almost posting then, this shit. I'm like, this guy's oh, this like so. This guy's up. like this harder guy than a fuck fucking Howler. <laughs> he's harder than a grade twelve calculus <laughs> exam. Like fuck, Jesus Christ. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moral of the story, don't like shit if you're if you're a furry. I just call you, out. you know it's weird. I actually like don't like tweets on Twitter just because I don't know like is there like do you like everything that you see? Like what is your policy when it comes to liking tweets, Tim? So if I'm doing it um, from the so usually it's like if it's game day and people are like talking about shit I'll just like like everything I see yeah. like oh um, uh, and then usually the rest of the time I'll use it as like a bookmark of like if I want to look at something later or yeah um, but yeah that's kind of how I do it I can appreciate that buddy listen where uh, where can people find the band stuff where can they find the blog where can they find you um, so the old the old Twitter is uh, yo it's trade sen like central but cen but it ran out of characters. What's up? <laughs> um, uh, you can you can pre-order the uh, you can pre-order the Morn record if you want Bandcamp uh, Morn five one nine if you want to get that shit. Um, <laughs> we're premiering a track on some crazy sites in the next couple of weeks. Cool man. So, and then at at let us mourn on Twitter, bro. Get that shit in your system. Can't wait to hear it, man. I'm excited to uh, to dive in. Where can people find you personally? Like, what's your social insurance number? <laughs> um, so my address is sixty one. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 at at Timothy Waugh if you want to see some sick fucking dank memes and then also <laughs> yes, really we get a lot of court dirty, control questions uh, me discussing how sick the upcoming Corn Allison Chains and Under Oath tour is going to be yes <laughs> yo Robin and I were talking about that tour yesterday <laughs> because I put on the song Got the Life by Corn and oh she said God. I turn this off I don't like it and I was what? like you can so you're not, walk home yeah, well, you're not engaged to a freak on the leash yeah obviously so I was I was gonna say like are you okay? Is so how's that breakup going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you gonna go, man? <laughs> oh, I'm going, dude. Imagine Jonathan Davies singing the beginning of Man in a Box like. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I usually picture. Uh, uh, I usually picture him singing down in a hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> With like, the bass clicking in the back. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and, and like Jonathan Davies takes out the drummer from Under Oath so that he's singing all the clean parts on all the songs. <laughs> just, they just do uh, uh, chasing safety front to back, but instead yeah. it's just like the scat from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm dead. Oh my God, Carter. Where can people find you, buddy? Uh, Coach Carter on Instagram. Carter Lupel on Twitter. Love it. You Jesus guys can, Christ, Coach Carter. Oh, my well, God. So <laughs> it's funny. I, Hello. Coach, I coach a men's hockey team. He does, and he's good at it. Did you not know this, Tim? It's too easy. It is I, too knew, easy. I just didn't put it together. Oh, yeah. It was very low-hanging fruit. Uh, low-hanging fruit, yeah. The lowest of low-hanging <laughs> fruit. You guys can find me at Killings 9 Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, <laughs> Rocketmail.com, all of that shit. Just joking. But, um, GitHub. <laughs> GitHub. Yo, thanks for coming on, Tim. It was so good to have you back on, buddy. Glad to hear everything's going well. And we'll have to get you uh, back on the pod when uh, Arizona gets into the Western Conference Finals. 
Yeah, mark it on your calendar, boy. <laughs> Will do. Thanks for listening. You got, 19, you got 19 games in hand to uh, prepare for that one. So, All right, <laughs> I'll get ready to go. Guys, thanks for listening to episode 41. We will be back in a couple of weeks for episode 42. Thanks for listening. Check out um, Yotes Trade Sen and Mourn and Exalt. Uh, and the one band that Tim was in, Bottom Feeder, try and find their shit on the internet because they <laughs> fucking bang. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, bye guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.